Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Daily Ashes podcast, sponsored by Travelback, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. Today certainly didn't contain many exciting memories for England, who were bowled out for 67 in 27.5 overs. Only Joe Denley made it into double figures as Josh Hazelwood came to 5 for 30 in supposedly ideal batting conditions. England did claim six wickets by stumps, including two for the lion-hearted Ben Stokes, but by that time, Australia had extended their lead to 283. I'm joined by a presumably jubilant Jared Kimber. Jared, was that the day that England lost the Ashes? I mean, if it's not, uh, they're going to have a, a really entertaining day and a half, aren't they, to bring that back? It, mm-hmm. was, it was incredible. Um, there was only 16 wickets that fell today. And I say only because it felt like about 34 fell. Yeah. Uh, it felt like there was a wicket every eight minutes for, for you know, a huge period of time there. It was, um, it was entertaining, but probably not if you're an English fan. There was that oddly staggered nature to England's collapse. And it, wasn't, it almost wasn't really a proper collapse. There weren't like two wickets and over. They lost one every sort of 20 balls pretty regularly had lots of partnerships of about 10. Well, I mean, I think partly that was just because Joe Denley failed to fail. Yeah. I mean, I've never, you know, you don't see many innings where someone top scores with such a low score and you certainly don't see many innings where someone top scores and is perhaps the worst batsman in the side. <laughs> um, it really was a remarkable innings on almost every level. You know, the early collapse, as you said, and then the staggered collapse. Um, you know, I think they lost three wickets to half volleys. Yeah. It's not... Again, it's not that often you see a collapse where it's that. And, and the ball seemed around a little bit, but it probably swung, uh, you know, I have to check quickly, it probably swung negative compared to yesterday. Yeah, it swung almost a degree less than it did yesterday. Which, Because they say at Headingley, you look up, not down, and that says where the ball's going to move. And the ball didn't swing. It did seem. It did seem. Uh, not enough to uh, suggest that either of the scores are particularly fair. Yeah. Um, but it, it certainly did seem... Um, you know, I've already seen everyone go, oh, t- uh, T20 cricket ruining, uh, you know, batting and all this. And it's like, 
I mean, who, who's saying that Rory Burns is a, a T20 batsman? Marcus Harris is decidedly not a T20 batsman. Uh, Labuschagne, to be fair, not a T20 batsman, although he did quite well. But he was dropped 83 times and no <laughs> ball and, uh, you know, all those sorts of things that happened to him. So, um, realistically, there's a lot of players, in, and not to mention Warner and uh, Stokes and Roo mm -hmm. There's some quality test match cricketers here. You can't blame T20 cricket for what just happened out there. I, I think that the bowlers are really good. The pitchers are a little bit more helpful, and the batsmen haven't caught up yet. Yeah, Rory Burns was the the weirdest one for me because I I tweeted about this day, but he he averages 16 with the pull and hook shot against fast bowling in first class cricket, and before say had played six of them in his test career combined, and then played one when England were 20 for two, and obviously glove behind it's and you, you know you're, you you've got an office at the oval uh you're more than aware that he's not a t20 great no he's not set up for t <laughs> i mean marcus harris um played a uh, cover drive out of the footmarks um and, and was bowled first ball uh, by leach uh, leach's first ball in the game i think wasn't it mm -hmm. um and uh, marcus harris is not a good he's not a t20 player. he's certainly not a bloke you would say oh that's a t20 guy so realistically um, I think there was some good bowling and some ordinary bats from, from batsmen who probably should know better. Yeah, let, let's try and pick out, what, what do you think was the worst the worst dismissal of the day? Well, the unluckiest has to be Stokes because mm. he's watched Denley at the other end <laughs> uh, play and miss and edge onto his pad and do everything else that Den Denley did. Stokes makes one error. I mean, it was a terrible error. I mean, he could barely reach the ball that he went for and, and sliced to slip. Uh, I mean, Marcus Harris might make a fair play for, for the mistake of the day. Um Oh, look, there was so many. There was a certain point where I was trying to work out, like, what was the best ball of the day? And I could, all I could remember is just random batsmen disappearing. <laughs> um, it, it really was a very weird day of Test cricket. As you said, they sort of incremental wickets. It felt like no one was ever in. Um, you know, Matthew Wade's batted really well at times in this series. Mm -hmm. And he, he looked dreadful out there at times. It, it was, I mean, it's, these are the sorts of days as someone who's, been in cricket too long where it's just like it's so much fun yeah. because it says something just always happening the worst days for me and when when two batsmen bat all day i give me 16 wickets any day although it should have been 22 yeah okay uh so we should we should talk about joss hayeswood who did take five for 30 which are impressive figures uh do you think australia did they did they bowl well yeah no i do think they bowled well uh, uh pattinson got two wickets with half volleys mm -hmm. um but I think he probably earned it from his first test where I thought he was maybe the pick of the bowlers um, in, in almost the entire game um, and, and, didn't, and didn't, get the, any, you know, didn't get the wickets he deserved. But um, today, Hazelwood was incredible. He's like a, a force of nature. That was the Hazelwood that I was promised when he was coming through and everyone in New South Wales cricket was like, you're not going to see anything like this guy. We haven't seen it that much in test cricket. It's not that he's ever been bad. You know, uh, yeah, and he might end up having a, a, a Jimmy Anderson-type career, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that he'll get better and better because he's got all the skills that he needs and they're never going to go away. But today was what you expected to see, where the ball legitimately seemed a long way. He bowled at really good pace. Um, you know, he never let anyone get away. And unlike the last time he was here, he ended up with good figures in the last Ashes, but he didn't keep the pressure on. Today, the pressure was... He was just all over them. And yeah. that's him at his best. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, England, it was just... An awful day, wasn't it? I mean, obviously they lost a lot of wickets, and obviously they basically lost the Ashes. But just like the the tone of everything, I mean, Root dropped a dolly twice in the same ball, didn't he? Uh, Stokes took a wicket with a no ball, as you mentioned. Archer limped off with cramps, though he did return by the end of the day. You must have seen quite a lot of England v Australia games. Can you remember a day that felt worse for England? Yeah, it's a, it's a good call, I suppose. Um, 
weirdly, maybe Adelaide, uh, and I, I'm probably a different Adelaide that everyone's going to think, but the Mitchell Johnson Adelaide mm-hmm. um, on that flat pitch where he went berserk yeah. is, is possibly one just because I think everyone sort of everyone remembers those sorts of things in the entire narrative. But at that stage, they'd only lost one test. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'd had a terrible uh, warm-up game in um, Alice Springs. But even so, they weren't out of it um, 100%, even though uh, Mitchell Johnson had been so good. Because Australia only had, well, basically... One um, batsman. Yeah, Hatton, Harris, and and Johnson were the only three, you know, incredibly informed players. So there was a chance, and then obviously that came through. But today was... I mean, let's, let's, let's go through them. So we know the top order is not very good. Yeah. Fine. So yet again, you put the pressure on the middle order. We're now getting to the point where the middle order guys have terrible averages because they're in too early and they're not suited to that. Most of them have already been tried up the order, of course. You've got um, Joe Denley's on his fourth position. Uh, uh, Joe Root's batting out of position. Jason Roy's being shoehorned into a position he doesn't usually play in. So you've got a bunch of batsmen out, out of position. So you've got, then you've got that failure. Then you've got the fact that it fell apart massively as well. You know, mm. there's, there's getting bowled out for 150, and there's what happened today. Yeah. Um, and, and then you go into the field. Joffre's bowled at almost physical exhaustion, and then, uh, except for the beach ball, um, you know, bowled into the ground to the point where he's got cramped. And so what do they do? They then turn to their other best player, yeah. Ben Stokes, and then they bowl him into the ground. What was it? 15 over spell with, with, with like a hair's breadth in the middle, like four balls from Joffre in the yeah. middle. In, I mean, just... You know, so many things go wrong. And then we haven't even talked about, as you said, the fielding. And Jimmy Anderson's not here either. You know, the level of depressing nature of today has to put it up there. And it was at home yeah. as well. So, uh, you know, they're not as brilliant at uh, Headingley as they are in other places. But even so, it was depressing on about 83 levels. I'm sure I've forgotten about three or four. Yeah, I think for me, the most depressing thing was actually, apart from Roy Burns, how little blame you could put with any of the batsmen. Like Jason Roy has been picked at the top of the order to attack and he attacks and gets out because that's what happens when we attack the new ball in England. Uh, Joe Denny was probably entitled to drive that ball and was a little bit flat-footed. Joss Butler is out of form and only knows how to hit his way back into form, probably doesn't know how to grasp back into form. And Johnny Best, who was a number seven, he came in, in batting a number six, he came in inside the first 20 overs and that, yeah. that and you're going to watch it. Like there's, there's very, given what they had, there's almost not much England could have could have done in a way. Well, I mean, if you look if you look at their batting, um, they've tried almost every person in England who's ever opened yep. over the last couple of years. Um, so they've done that. They've gone for experienced older players to try and hold the ship. That didn't quite work. They've gone for the most uh, the biggest run scorers in county cricket. That hasn't quite worked. They've now gone for um, the most talented players they can find. Um, that doesn't work because they all are pretty good at batting in one position, which is about six or seven so that's not going to work and it's never going to work um and then on top of all that they've gone for all-round packages of solid individuals like joe denley and that's not working they have to be fair and you know and they've tried younger players as well Mm. they've tried kind of every different combination that you have to try the truth is that their batting just isn't that good yeah it does feel inevitable especially if they lose that they're going to have to make changes i guess joe denley is probably going to go jason roy is he going to Go, drop down the order. Do you think one of Butler or Bairstow could miss out? What 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 do you expect them to do? You, it's interesting, isn't it? Butler's probably been the best scorer over the last couple of years, but he's also had a pretty free ride batting down at seven. I mean, mm. they've changed the entire batting order to get him in. Yeah, um, it'd be unfair if he went, but you know, someone's going to have to bat at six. So it's either going to be Roy Butler or perhaps Ollie Pope. One of them is going to go to six. You would assume that Stokes will stay at five because I think he's looked okay, although I'm not sure that's his best position. Besto will probably keep the gloves at seven. 
but yeah, Denley. I mean, they've tried Denley everywhere. Yeah. I'm just not sure there's a position he's going to make consistent Test match runs. So, mm. Yeah, it, it it was a good story with him coming back, but but I also am not 100 percent sure that there's anyone who's going to come in who's going to fix that problem. Yeah. But that's that Denley is the one for me that probably has to go. I think they might give Roy another chance, but let's say they move Roy to six and he makes runs. How, what does it? What pro, What does that fix for English yeah, cricket? Exactly. It doesn't fix anything. They can find number sixes. They have got number sixes coming out uh, out their bottoms. Um, so you know, there's plenty of number sixes out there. So it, look, it's really weird what they do next. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess let's talk about Australia, who excelled in their advantage in an almost impregnable position, uh, having not batted that well. Manus Labuschagne looked good again. I guess he's probably uh, fixed in for Old Trafford. But who do you think misses out when Steve Smith? probably returns yeah no that's a very fair point um it's it, i mean head and kawaja are probably neither of them have looked massively impressive so far uh wade's probably looked the most so you'd think wade is spot on uh it'd probably be head or kawaja i would think they'd keep kawaja in because he bats three mm-hmm. and then smith can bat four behind him um and then the, you know it's less pressure on on um on, on the guys down the, the order. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's quite interesting. I mean, we say Labuschagne's been impressive, and he kind of has, but he was also dropped yeah. twice, no ball, review. You know, he, he, maybe it's just that pitch, and you have to do that. Maybe, you know, we're even judging Joe Denley too harsh. I'm not sure we are, but, <laughs> uh, you know, there's a certain point where... Um, I'm not sure he's been as brilliant as he has been, as he's going to be remembered. Um, you know, he's tough and he, he fights through, but he played a lot of poor shots in the first innings. I, th- I thought he was really lucky in this innings, but you would assume he would he would come uh, he would stay in the side. Um, and I think it's head. I think England have worked out head. You bowl straight and full and fast around the wicket at the stumps, and he goes out. That happened again today. There's once you, once something keeps happening over and over again, you, yeah. you there's no point picking the player. You're better off sending them off and getting them to fix it rather mm-hmm. than you know drilling them to death and never playing them again. So finally, our predictions for tomorrow is is there any hope for England? I mean, there shouldn't be, should there? <laughs> there should be no hope for England. Um, I'm uh, hoping to be by about four four thirty to be finished with your podcast and then to be heading off um, and playing with my kids. That's my, my my thoughts for tomorrow. I think you know Australia are almost all, all out already. England should have one of those collapses that we see so much in Test cricket, where all hope is gone and there's no point batting on. They're losing wickets at both ends. You know, um, Warner comes on for an over and gets a wicket. There's a run out. Uh, you know, all those sorts of things happen. Yeah. Uh, they forget to review. Um, all the, that's that's the kind of thing I expect. But England, you know, it, the ball's in their court, isn't it? It's not that hard to bat. But you do have to apply yourself and you do have to be disciplined. I'm just not sure they have that at the moment. Yeah, I sort of think that we are going to go just into day four with England having no hope on day three at stumps. And uh, everyone's going to be a bit a bit miserable having to come back on that, on that fourth day. No, it's fine. I booked a hotel already. and I bu- So I came here thinking, <laughs> looking at the teams, going, okay, it's a long weekend in Leeds. Mm-hmm. Also, it's Leeds Festival. These hotels are really expensive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a punt and not book a Saturday night hotel right then we had a bit of rain i got nervous so i booked the saturday night hotel so i'm desperate to be vindicated (laughs) for spending a lot of money on a one night hotel so for me i think we have to have play okay good well thank you very much for joining us uh ivan ben gardner thanks very much my guest jared kimber this has been the uh wiz and ashes daily podcast sponsored by travel bag creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979 and uh if you enjoyed the podcast if not the play please subscribe and tell your friends
Sports Social Podcast Network.